you're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios. Local, state, national, man, we cover down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, I'm going to jump into the next topic, but i got to tell you before I do that, I'm looking up on the screens here in the studio, and uh, they're co- on CNN they're covering the fact that another Norfolk Southern train derailed yesterday uh, right here in Alabama, Calhoun County. Uh, over near a little town called White Plains, and uh, and they're they're covering the story about how this is just it just it seems like it's an everyday event now. Um, but uh, at least in this case, wow, there it is right too, Boomer. Look at that. You can see the whole thing. They flew a drone over it. How did they get that far off the track, man? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they're still cleaning that one up uh, over in Calhoun County, Alabama. More to come if we hear something about it. We will let you know. But what we understand right now is there was no hazmat. And there was uh, there were no injuries, which is amazing because I'm looking at this massive pileup. But it happened in a rural area. It looks like it was actually well away from any roads. It's just like traveling through the woods, and it's off the side. Man, man. All right, hey, listen. Number two of the triple dipper. I'm calling it trafficking is here. You know, it's 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 an amazing thing to think about. But Alabama is um, is unfortunately in a spot that makes us one of the hotbeds of human trafficking in the United States. It's, it's, just, it's just the confluence of the roads and where we are geographically. It's not because our laws are lax. We actually have some pretty good laws here in the state about this, and I was proud to, to, to help you know, pass some of those when I was in the legislature. But right now, um, we are looking at the fact that human trafficking, according to one article I've got here, human trafficking is the fastest-growing, second-largest criminal activity in the world in Alabama's I-20, I-85, I-10, I-65, confluence. Those are the major corridors for human trafficking. And specifically, here's, here's a sad fact. Uh, I-20 that, that cuts right through the middle of our state. I-20 has been identified as what they call the superhighway of human trafficking in the United States. Sad but true. It's because on one end you have Atlanta, on the other end you have the southern border, basically, heading into Texas. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, this is... This is a this is a crime against humanity, and, and human trafficking is really uh, it's it's a it's a form of modern day slavery, if you will. People profiting off the exploitation of other people, and the victims of human trafficking, according to this article, they can be men, women, or children of all races, nationalities, and socioeconomic backgrounds. There is an organization we founded it um, uh, by a declaration of the legislature when I was in. Uh, called End It Alabama. It's basically the Human ta- Human Trafficking Task Force um, uh, sponsored uh, by the state of Alabama. It brings together all the different organizations uh, who, who participate in, in work in this issue. Here in a few minutes, we're going to have in the studio Jared Hudson, uh, former Navy SEAL who um, uh, most recently ran for sheriff uh, as a Republican. He also runs an organization called Covenant Rescue Group. And we're going to talk to him about the the actual work they do and why it's so important and how they accomplish it. But listen, here's some things you need to know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and paint the picture of human trafficking and, and, and maybe get it in a slightly different perspective because 
Human trafficking, first of all, doesn't necessarily have to mean someone got stuffed in the trunk of a car and, and, and trafficked across the states. Uh, it, 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 could, it could actually happen with kids sitting there chatting with someone online. It can happen in the, in the comfort of your home when you didn't realize who your child was talking to uh, through their video games, which are so often interlinked through the Internet now. And human trafficking, according to this article I've got, is the use of force, fraud, or coercion to exploit someone for labor or commercial sex. And the law states that commercial sex and trafficking with a minor is automatic because of their age. Because, because under the law, if they're under the age of 19, you cannot be seen to consent to sex with an adult. So human trafficking kicks in immediately when there is the potential that someone has been exploited for sex as an underage minor. And the human trafficking across the state of Alabama, y'all, is a big deal. So as human trafficking in this article, it says there's a major issue in Birmingham, across Alabama, in the region. In fact, the United States, 40% of all human trafficking is believed to occur in the southeast. Hence the reason why I-20 is so key. And it says the 140-mile stretch between Birmingham and Atlanta, that is the worst spot. It is known as the sex trafficking superhighway. I've thought about this multiple times as I am traveling you know, to and from Atlanta, uh, headed that way for whatever reason, heading to the Atlanta airport, whatever the case may be. And I've thought about that. As you drive down the road, you don't know what's in the next car or the next truck. You don't know who, who, who may be in a bad position because think about it. 40% of, of human trafficking is believed to occur in the southeastern United States and the worst spot in the entire part of that you know, region is that short space between Birmingham and Atlanta on I-20. Good gosh. Um, this is also, by the way, not just about sex. Sometimes it's domestic servitude. Slavery is really an issue. It says here, which slavery, uh, for domestic servitude, it means that a person who is, you know, working a roof, preparing food in a restaurant, or cleaning a hotel room might not be there acting of their own volition. They might be, in its essence, an indentured servant. Anyone can be trafficked, he says, any age. It's not just about kidnapping. It's not just about abduction or human smuggling, although those are big. And then social media and online games, like I said, are big ways for young people to get involved, you know, un, 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 uh, unawares in human trafficking. Young people get courted on social media. And, and this Jane Bell, Jan Bell, I'm sorry, the former executive director of the Children's Policy Council in Jefferson County, she's quoted saying, social media has been a game changer. It's provided access, anonymity, in a way that complete strangers can have intimate personal contact with minors. Um, but, but there are people taking action. And we're going to talk, like I said, to Jared Hudson here in a little bit. Hey, I got a caller on the line. Let me grab that real quick while I got a minute. Uh, Susan from Elkmont. Hey, Susan, how you doing? I'm doing well. You? I'm good. I'm good. What's on your mind? I was just bringing up because you said it happens here. In the little town of Elkmont, a few years ago, we had a spa called the Pine Tree Spa. Yeah. And it eventually got raided. And the ladies that were working out of it were in our local jail. And a couple members from my church went to visit them. And what those ladies told these people who went was that they put us in a van. They take us to a building. We're there three or four weeks. Another van picks us up, takes us to another building. You know, so they had no control of their life day to day. They were just put someplace, and they, they said, we can't even tell you where we're at right now. We don't know. 
Wow. Wow. They were probably yeah, safer were, being in jail, like, I guess, at that point. Maybe. Maybe. And that that was right there in Elkmont, huh? Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it. Because my son my husband used to tease me. He'd call me at work and he'd say, Well, I'm up here at the pine tree spot and I forgot my checkbook. Can you come by and pay? And I'd tell him, No, the police can come get you. <laughs> Well, but you know it's true though, and that by the way, that's small town America. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's not like we're only mm-hmm. seeing this in the big cities. And so your 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 point is well taken. Hey, Susan, thanks for the call. Yeah, right Do we lose her? Oh, she's already gone. Okay, um, but she's right. Small town America. It doesn't matter. It's it's right here where we are, where we live. All right, listen, uh, we're gonna take a break right now. We'll come right back. Uh, Jared Hudson, Covenant Rescue Group, who has got a focus on this issue. Human trafficking. Human trafficking, it's here, y'all. It is right here. You just heard Susan. It's right there in Elkmont. It's it's in small town America. It's on I-20 right here in Alabama. Y'all stay tuned. We'll talk about it more. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative just plain right just saving the world one soundbite at a time all right well as promised we are here in studio right now with uh jared hudson uh most recently uh candidate republican candidate for sheriff in jefferson county uh retired navy seal uh but now also heavily involved with an organization called the covenant rescue group uh, a frequent flyer here on the show you've been on what two or three times i guess haven't you yeah a handful of times yeah it's it, always good getting come up here and see a uh you know, fellow brother in arms, you know, it's like I said on the way over here when I said I was going to be late, you know, he said, I'll leave it to a frog man to miss his ETA or something like that. And I said, hey, Rangers lead the way, bro. Rangers lead the way. Oh, uh, well, hey, it's, it's my show. I get to say it That's like right. I want to That's say it. That's exactly right. right. Um, hey, thanks for being here today, though. Yeah, and, no, thanks uh, for having me. Absolutely. And, uh, and thanks for what you're doing with Covenant Rescue Group, because uh, uh, when I was in the legislature, uh, I was supportive of several measures that dealt with human trafficking to include what stood up the group they call um, Ended Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Alabama Human Trafficking Task Force. Um, but you're out there doing the legwork. And uh, so, first of all, let's back up. What's your understanding? What's, what are you seeing as somebody who's sort of operating in the environment in terms of human trafficking in Alabama? Right, yeah. So, in particular in Alabama, the biggest thing we see is one of the misconception that human trafficking is the movie Taken, right? Everybody's seen the yeah. movie Taken. Or they, they see, or maybe we talk about what we did in Afghanistan, getting people out. Like when we went over, I went over with uh, with a group of guys we put together, and we got people out that were at risk for being trafficked, Christians at risk for being trafficked and killed, for being Christians or those who supported the U.S. cause. So that is generally what we think about when we think of human trafficking, somebody being physically taken against their will, Uh in Alabama in particular, uh, really just stateside, anywhere in the U.S., Oconus as uh, outside continental U.S., in Conus would be inside continental U.S. So uh, Conus here, continental U.S. wide, it's basically almost a poverty thing a lot of times where you're not being taken against your will, but a lot of times somebody just can't afford to live. So yeah. 
they find a, a way to make money. And it doesn't matter if it's parents selling their kids, aunts and uncles, some sort of caretaker selling children, or somebody who's of age selling themselves, uh, whether male or female. And we see, we see both. So here in Alabama, we see the same thing we see all over the U.S., and that is, you know, um, people just selling themselves, whether it's indentured servitude, whether it's uh, uh, sex trafficking, which is what we primarily think of as sex trafficking. Uh, that's that's kind of what we see is it's it's almost a choice, but a lot of times it's not as easy as just saying it's a choice. It's not yeah. like somebody's putting a gun to their head. There's, and a, there's a coercive it. aspect to it. Usually. There is a coercive aspect to it, which is in most of the code, both the federal code and the and our state code now. It happened about 2018, probably around the time you pushed, helped push some legislation. So we actually have some human trafficking statutes in the state of Alabama under, under our criminal code. Um, and that coercion is a piece of human trafficking, right? So it's just somebody victimizing somebody else. Oftentimes it's because, well, this person can't afford to pay their bills. So somebody who can't afford to pay, it's going to victimize them in that yeah. way, right? They're almost like they're preying on somebody who's weaker. Well, so uh, I think it's fair to say that it's happening right under our noses in in, in every aspect of, of, of Alabama society, American society. Um, it's small town and big town. It's not like you have to be in the major metropolitan areas for you to run across some form of human trafficking. No, yeah, um, you're, you're exactly right there. And one of the biggest things that we've shown, especially in some of the Midwest towns, is the impact that some of these smaller communities are seeing. It's actually people from different areas that are uh, infiltrating these smaller communities. I, I can't. I don't want to talk about specific cases over the air as much, but I can mention one thing that I know happened. Um, a buddy of mine that I work with, a guy in New Jersey was targeting his son, in uh, just outside the Birmingham metro area, you know, a small community went thing was happening. This guy out of New Jersey's doing it via internet crimes. Now a lot, and his son is, you know, would obviously underage. I won't give the age of his son, but um, his son is underage, and that would be maybe ICAC, you know, internet crimes against children, sort of thing. Right. But that's child exploitation because now uh, kids have access to people they wouldn't normally have access to, and you have predators that get on there and they utilize that. And it's, again, not always in the form of sex trafficking. It's just in the form of uh, somebody is trying to take hold of somebody else who who's in a weaker state, whether it's a child, whether it's somebody who's impoverished, whether it's both. Um, and and that's, that's generally what happens. Or uh, somebody takes hold of maybe parents who are in a weaker state, right? They think, oh, I'm going to this will be, we need to make money. This is going to be better for my kids and then yeah. starving. You know, we see yeah. that overseas a lot, but we're seeing it here stateside now as well. So do, um, let me ask you this. I, I said right before you walked in the studio that, uh, that statistics tend to show that the I-20 corridor across Alabama is considered the super highway of human trafficking when it comes to crossing state lines. Is that something you've, you've seen in your own experience? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and the main reason is, and it doesn't matter where we did a, we made a couple of arrests down off of uh, off the I twenty corridor um, near Mississippi back during the campaign. I didn't talk a lot about this during the campaign. You know, I like to say I was the sheriff runner up for Jefferson County, right? That <laughs> sounds a little bit better, but the uh, but no, when we were uh, how about you were the best candidate for the race? There you go. How about, how about that? That's no, what I'm I, talking I like about. That. I wish there was a physical fight. If there was a physical <laughs> fight, then you know, but uh, but no, you just have to fight with words. But either way, the. We made some arrests down that way during the campaign. Uh, the organization did, uh, working with some state and local law enforcement that, that we were tied to in that area and federal law enforcement. And I think all those cases went federal and they'll be prosecuted 
both state and federally, which is good. However, it was uh, some of them were coming up the I-20 corridor from other states. So almost every time we do anything, we do see that. Uh, but generally speaking, yeah, it's mainly because the border, uh, you got all the way out to Juarez, El Paso, all that. You got I-20 that runs from California all the way to yeah. to Atlanta and yeah. then up the eastern seaboard. So that's really what it is. So, um, you know, it's it's every age, every demographic. I mean, there are, yeah, there are probably some that are more than others, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. and it's also, uh, we did see a stat that I just talked about a minute ago that they say that roughly 40% of most human trafficking in the United States occurs in the southeastern United States. Um, which which will put that I twenty corridor in, mm-hmm. in full view at the at that point, but what about um, what about state and federal agencies and even local law enforcement? Do, you, do are they are they engaged? Is it a topic that that's on their radar, or is it one you have to keep reminding them? Hey, this is there. I would say it's definitely a topic that's on the radar. Um, obviously, I, I ran for sheriff in, in the largest sheriff's race in the state, the largest sheriff's office in the state, Jefferson County, and I saw the political aspect of everything. And what I've learned is it's uh, most of the time, it's a political narrative for uh, sheriffs a lot of times. Not always, but I'm just saying just generally speaking, human trafficking is a political narrative for sheriffs, uh, for, for any politician for that matter. Because, again, it's a good thing. I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad, but they want to run on it. So when it's campaign season, they start up the prostitution stings one after the other. And they're really going after sex work as opposed to real human trafficking. That is what I have seen. Uh, that's what our team has commonly seen, and that's what a lot of guys who are doing the work on the ground, some of the men and women who are going against Internet crimes against children, child exploitation, uh, real sex trafficking, or even labor trafficking, they see an uptick during political season because it's a political talking point yeah. for, the, for the politician. Uh, so that's probably the most frustrating thing. Uh, but on the other end of that, uh, we see a lot of law enforcement agencies that they, it's, they don't know how to specifically target real human trafficking, if that makes sense. Which is where Covenant Rescue Group, which we'll talk about here in a minute, yes, comes in as uh, as an augmentation, if you will, I guess. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. We're about to take a break right now. We'll do that right now. We're in studio with Jared Hudson, uh, former Navy SEAL, head of the Covenant Rescue Group. We're talking about human trafficking because, y'all, human trafficking is here. It's not out there somewhere. It's It's here. And uh, there are folks like Covenant Rescue Group that are actually doing decisive work on the issue. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, covering some major ground across the northern half of the most beautiful state in the nation, Alabama. I'm talking about this show goes down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville. 
from Tuscaloosa back over to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Back in studio right now, uh, Jared Hudson, uh, former Navy SEAL, uh, who remains pretty active. Uh, and in this case, we're talking about his efforts and work with an organization called the Covenant Rescue Group, Human Trafficking. All right, so Jared, let me let me ask you this. I've, I've got some stats here in front of me. I mean, like uh, this particular, this is from Ended Alabama, and their stats say things like 80% of human trafficking victims are female, but males can also be victims in human trafficking. Uh, the average age of entry into sex trafficking is at the age of 11 to 14 years, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. $32 billion industry, they say, estimated. Um, but let's let's talk about this. Who... In, in your experience, and you've been working with this for a bit, so who are the trafficking victims? Where do you see them coming from, and, and, and are they under the radar, or are they people that everybody recognizes they're gone? Yeah, so again, here's stateside. We talked about it earlier. So here, continental U.S., primarily what we see are people who have caretakers. It might be a mom and a dad or step-parents or aunts and uncles who, who don't really care for them, right? They're going to sell them. So it it's domestic in nature, oftentimes, or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever it is. They, they, uh, it's somebody that maybe the victim would be able to trust, or would you would assume they would trust, that's selling them uh, for for whatever it is, right? Whether it's sexual, whether it's some sort of indentured servitude. So uh, it's 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 not as easy as like somebody who's stolen from their family. Like if my little girl went missing, they're going to yeah. burn the Southeast down to find her. Absolutely. Right. We're going to, we see that happen with cupcake. We saw that happen, uh, with, uh, uh, uh Anaya, um, yep. Anaya Blanchard, uh, Anaya Blanchard. Right. We saw that happen there where they law enforcement, both federal and state literally worked 24 seven and families worked 24 seven and NGOs worked 24 seven to find out where these, uh, where these young ladies went. That's not who are trafficked. It's the ones who are forgotten. It's the ones who are not known about. We've got an open border, so you have a lot of illegal immigration. So there's yeah. there's a lot of that involved in it because nobody knows they're here. Nobody knows what's going on uh, with with these people coming across the border. Or it's people within the state system, foster kids, runaways. It's ones who don't really have a home to go to. And sometimes it might be that they're uh, their situation being sold for sex might be better than the situation they previously left. Uh, I know we've seen that with some girls that we've rescued where, I mean, God, which, which is the worst situation? Daddy putting out cigarettes on you, mama's boyfriend sexually abusing you, or are you shacking up with this boy who's selling you to his buddies for sex? You know, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of terrible situations. So that's kind of what we see. That's the traffic. All right. So, so let's talk about that covenant rescue group. What is it? And, and, and how'd y'all get started? Yeah, so in, uh, in, in 2018, my wife and I, when I got out of SEAL teams, we had a heart for, for human trafficking or anti-human trafficking. Met a buddy of mine, Mike Rebels, who I work with. He's the director of operations at uh, CRG now. And uh, he's law enforcement forever, plank owner of the uh, Marshalls uh, Gulf Coast Regional Task Force. The dude's been in law enforcement for, for 30 years. So he knows the ins and outs of this. So uh, me and him started working with a couple organizations together. And my wife and I had a heart for it, and we just said, you know what, we need to start something on our own. So we took some money uh, that we had in savings, and we started Covenant Rescue Group, and that was 2018. My business was going by then. I was out of full-time law enforcement, uh, but just working as a reserve and part-time, training all across the state of Alabama and then all over the nation. And and we started CRG. We got our 501c3 status in 2019, I believe. Okay. Uh, The president of the board, Josh Moody, could tell you more specifically when we got that, but I believe it was 2019. Uh, put a board together, got a lot of great board members, have added to it since. Uh, 
people that are part of the community in Birmingham, Alabama, but have outreach beyond Birmingham and Alabama for our national uh, initiative and even international initiative. Um, and uh, so during my campaign, uh, I would just, people would ask, hey, we're here to do a human trafficking. I would say, contact Josh Moody with Covenant Rescue Group. And um, they would, and, and the campaign actually generated a lot of support for CRG, so much so that uh, when the campaign was over, the sheriff's race was over and all that, uh, crank off 2023, they're like, hey, Jared, we got a lot of stuff going on. Would you consider coming on full-time as the executive director uh, you know, for, for, the, for the organization so we can actually effectively use all these funds that have just started coming in? primarily from the campaign, surprisingly enough, people wanting to support this initiative. And so yeah. that's kind of where we're at now. Uh, they just brought myself in, for, me in full-time, uh, Mike Rebels in full-time, and then we have a handful of subcontractors and part-time uh, employees and then volunteers. The board is an all-volunteer board, and the job is to supplement what law enforcement does, teach law enforcement how to effectively uh, conduct a real human trafficking sting, as it relates to federal code and, in our case, state of Alabama code, uh, and then also partner with organizations like Wellhouse, Trafficking Hope, some of the NGOs that provide services, I call them advocates, uh, to be able to do a rescue and get uh, victims in front of advocates. All right, so let me ask you this. What is a rescue? So, we, 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 I mean, this yeah. sounds like, I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a former team guy. You've got a former law enforcement guy as your COO right now. So you, you sound like operators, but is that what you do? Are you, are you truly an operations-oriented organization? We are an operations-oriented organization, um, and I have to lean a lot on uh, my business background as well, right? Had, uh, with, the, with the MBA, with a business degree, and a lot of what I learned there, I'm now applying here because we're having to develop policy, having to meet with attorneys and go through yeah. things to make sure that you know everything is checked. It's not as easy as go out, kick a door, get a bad guy, because we have laws. We have things in place to keep vigilantes from doing the wrong thing. Right. So we're not a vigilante organization. Um, we, are sworn, we, we are sworn as law enforcement in the state of Alabama um, and, and other locations as well. Uh, but we partner with law enforcement entities because they're the best ones to do this. Uh, one, to teach them, and two, just to help them conduct an operation to see, wow, if we do it this way, we can truly get people going after kids. So uh, that would be a sting, but you asked about a rescue. A rescue is when we partner with other NGOs, Wellhouse, um, Trafficking Hope. We did, a, we did one last night. We did a rescue last night. Uh, we chatted somewhere around 200 women, targets, that we had to come in, chatted them to bring them in like you would a normal law enforcement prostitution sting. Uh, we bring them in, and we get them in front of, in a safe environment, in front of the advocates, and then the advocates give them spiritual, mental, uh, health, uh, all the stuff that they do, you know, I don't do that. That's not my thing. We just make it safe for them, and we get the ladies in there, or we get the men in there, and the advocates sit and talk with them, and they try to get them the help that they need, if that makes sense. So yeah. that would be a rescue, and that's really based more around sex work, but it also gets into sex trafficking because both of those kind of go hand in hand sometimes. With law enforcement stings, we're primarily going after child exploitation, those showing up to buy kids or those that would sell kids. So we'll do both of those. That's a sting and a reverse sting. We always partner with law enforcement on those, um, obviously, because we have to. We have some of those coming sure. up in the Midwest and some coming up in the state of Alabama uh, here in the next quarter. And then finally, we do investigations. So with some of the relationships we have, without going too much 
into depth on those. Uh, we do investigations that support both federal and state um, prosecutions, I guess, uh, on people who are primarily, again, child exploitation. Uh, as it goes, to, you know, is related to federal law, you're looking at, it's all 18 USC, but you're looking at basically 1591, 2421, 2422. I mean, you go down the list, 2423, 2424, all of those. And I believe I got it right here, 2252. So that would be the federal stuff that we're trying to support. So our investigations are related strictly to things that would fall within that federal code uh, to help the feds be able to prosecute these things federally and right. then state same way. So, so you guys are, you're operational, you're, you're doing things mm-hmm. that, that augment and support uh, existing law enforcement and prosecution authorities, uh, state and federal um, where, so covenant rescue group specifically, where are you operating? Are you, are you, are you central to Alabama or are you no. uh, all over the place? Uh, we're all over the place. We're all over the nation. Um, was, uh, we do operations here in Alabama, obviously it's kind of our home state, but, uh, we've got some coming up in the Midwest. We've done them across the Southeast, uh, partnerships in Texas. So with my company, before I even ran for sheriff and, you know, all for the last, I don't know, seven years since I've been out of the SEAL teams, um, or eight years, I guess, with the company, we have built relationships with almost every law enforcement. There's only 3,100 sheriffs in the, in the U.S. So um, we've built relationships with the vast majority of those organizations through the company and through the training we provide, whether it's through an academy training that they host or through the sheriff's office or a local PD. And so now we're leveraging those partnerships and that name we built in the training arena uh, to say, hey, guys, this is something else we're doing. We want to come in and and, and work with y'all. And most of the time you'll have a sheriff or a a local PD or a state law enforcement agency say, yeah, absolutely, y'all come in. We want to see what y'all got. I would imagine, too, that y'all are bringing in something that's a resource that sometimes gets beyond what they've got in their own hands to work with. And uh, and, and, and they, they need the outside support to uh, be a force enabler. Uh, yes, a lot of times that, that is exactly what it is. This is the way I like to present it when we're meeting with them because you always deal with egos. You <laughs> want to say, hey, we know what we're doing. You don't know what you're doing because that's not really the case. Most of these agencies know what to do. They just don't know how to properly use it. All we're doing is we're taking the will that this law enforcement agency already has in place we're cutting the tire off of it that's a prostitution sting tire, and we're putting a new tire on it to say, hey, now we're going to go from road to off-road, right? We're just putting a new tire on the wheel that you already have. And once we show them how to do that, they're off to the races, and they can make that work even better for them uh, as they as they grow. And that's what we've seen. I mean, one of the agencies we did in the Midwest, I think we made 23 arrests the first night, and they're like, hey, we got to shut this down because we can't we can't house anymore. It was a small sheriff's office. We can't house anymore. Um, and now they're doing it on their own quarterly, and they're averaging between five and ten arrests every every single time they do it. At least that's what they pushed out to so us. I, I guess, and you, and you said it, you got a lot of attention uh, during the campaign, um, and I got about 30 seconds for the next break here, but it sounds like your phone's ringing quite a bit, which just shows what the need is. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's... Uh, that's a good thing, and it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, we're here in studio right now with Jared Hudson. we got a few more minutes after this break. We'll finish this discussion up. Because, y'all, human trafficking is just, it's just freaking here. It's, it's real. It's right here in Alabama. It's pretty much everywhere. You had our caller a little while ago, small town Elkmont, Alabama. There it was. And, and it, it's, it's not relegated to somewhere else or in the big cities. It's all around us. And there are warning signs to work to watch for, and we'll talk about some of that here in a few minutes, too. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will be right back. 
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Hey, listen, we're in studio wrapping up a discussion on human trafficking. And, and y'all, I, this part of the Triple Dipper is called trafficking is here. It just, it just is. It's here. And, and the reality is we got to shine a light on this kind of thing because this is, this is truly, to me, is some of the most heinous of crimes. This is the exploitation of people. This is, you know, the greatest asset that we have in the world is our human capital, if you will. It's the people that we know and love and work with and, and go to church with or whatever else. And, and the idea that there are those who are so willing to get whatever they want that they'll exploit others is the worst of humanity. And um, that being said, human trafficking, it's just here. And we got to shine a light on it. So, so we're with Jared Hudson, uh, former Navy SEAL, working uh, quite extensively with an organization uh, called the Covenant Rescue Group. And so, Jared, let me ask you this. Um, the average Joe and Jane out there listening to the show right now, uh, they're not going to be kicking indoors or helping you with investigations, but they may have something they've seen or they may have something that they can do. Uh, how do pe- what do people watch for? What are the warning signs, in your opinion? And, 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 and what do they do if they see something? Yeah, so the first thing, it's hard to know exactly what to watch for here because it's it's primarily close to, to families, right? And we talked about that a little bit earlier. Caretakers are normally selling their kids, at least on the child exploitation side. Uh, on, the, uh, on the prostitution side or the sex worker side, a lot of times there's a lot of drugs involved. So if you have a family member or you know somebody where there's a lot of drugs involved, especially if, if she's a female – she is very prone to being trafficked or at a minimum just getting drawn into the sex work field. Right. So uh, I would say those are things that you can look for and know that, all right, if um, a buddy of mine's sister got involved in drugs and that's that's where she wound up going. She wound up going into the sex work field, sex trafficking field. She was trafficked and she was actually killed um, a couple years ago, probably about 10 years ago. Mm. So with that being the case, those are the things that you can look for uh, that would – not be a, you know, it's not a dead to rights thing. It's not, yep, 100% that's trafficking. Those are just those little signs. Drugs, especially within females, right? Heavy heavy drug use, you see that. Generally speaking, she's a, a victim or at risk for trafficking. Uh, and then also uh, just impoverished communities, impoverished, impoverished families. A lot of times you see uh, those kids being sold in, in that sort of way. And then for us, I'll be honest with you, it's hard to tell who who's the consumer because, uh, if, if we just want to be honest about it, the consumer is regular guys. It's bank CEOs. It's uh, it's uh, youth pastors, coaches. I mean, you go down the list of guys that we have, we have charged. And then it's also just a gangbanger off the street might show up and, and, and do that. But generally speaking, it's, it's, uh, it's across all demographics, across all levels of income. It's hard to, to pick out. And you and I were talking during one of the breaks uh, since you came in, and, and, and the other piece of this is, is labor trafficking, human trafficking. Yeah. So, so contracting firms and others that are hiring cheap labor, paying them under the table, and, and getting an indentured servant by doing it. Is, is, that's the that's largest form of trafficking in the U.S. So sex right? trafficking is the second largest, and, and sex trafficking is still big, but labor trafficking is uh, – is the largest form. So if you're a contractor who is not paying a normal wage, you're actually one of the largest forms of traffickers on the, and my buddies that are contractors get mad when I say that, but I'm like, that's what you're doing. You're trafficking people by the definition of trafficking. It's labor trafficking. Uh, if you're paying people under the table and not paying a fair wage, uh, just because they're illegal immigrants or because they, they don't charge as much as maybe the, 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 the guy who grew up here for lack of a better word, then you are, 
you're investing in human trafficking. And there and there are hot spots, and, I, and I've heard yeah. this before, things like truck stops mm -hmm. and, and other places or hot spots where you might see something that gives you the willies, and maybe it's for a reason that it gave you the willies. And 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 there's and there's 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 any number of things you could actually report. If you see a if you see a young lady going from truck to truck at the truck stop, if you yep. see, if you see someone who looks like they're being um, forced into a vehicle, or for that matter, don't don't ignore it. I guess is what I'm saying. That's it. And I would say probably the the biggest thing that we look for again because so much of what we do is child exploitation. If you see a a young girl and an older guy. At a, at a hotel together now sometimes like i've got three daughters so i'm right. always going to have younger girls with me because i got my daughters going around me all the time but you can almost tell the difference in a father-daughter relationship you can see uh what is this girl wearing you know would this girl really be wearing this if she was walking with her dad those are some of the things you can see and you can you can possibly report um that's probably the biggest thing that i look out for is male female Males and females walking together, and what does that age? What does that age difference look like, and does this look like a father-daughter situation? Well, let's do this. We got about a minute and a half. Covenant Rescue Group. If folks want to find out more about how you're doing your work, where you are, how to support you for that matter, how do they find out more about you? CovenantRescue.org. You can go on the website. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think we're on Twitter. All the social media for the social media guys that do that. Uh, we put videos out. I think we have a YouTube where we put videos out for some of our rescues and stings. But biggest thing, covenantrescue.org. You can read about the organization. Uh, we run on donations. So if you want to, uh, we're 501c3 nonprofit. So we, we love support financially. You can also reach out to us if you have any leads or anything that you might be, that might be sex trafficking or human trafficking of any kind. And, and for that matter, um, it sounds like the organization has room for growth. So if there's people that mm -hmm. want to get involved, they can also reach you through the website. Too, Absolutely. They can reach out on the website and say they want to be involved in a volunteer way. If they want to support, we have Navy analysts, that call, Intel analysts that hit us up all the time. Hey, I can help you with, you know, uh, analyzing Intel. Perfect. We'll, we'll put, we'll plug you in and we can utilize them in that way. So yes, please hit us up. If you think you have a skill set that would be useful for what we're doing. All right. Well, listen, uh, folks, I hope you're hearing it. Uh, this is, this is right here. This, this, this ain't somewhere else. This is not something that's down the road. This, this could be in your backyard at your restaurant. It could be, it could be the people that are putting the roof on the house next to you. Uh, human trafficking, and you just heard it, labor human trafficking is the biggest. Sex human trafficking is next. Children, people of all ages, it doesn't matter. The reality is this. It's the exploitation of people, and it needs to stop. And the only way we can end it, Alabama, is to keep our, our, our eyes and ears open. And uh, organizations like Covenant Rescue Group are out there doing the deed. All right, folks, that's it. We'll come right back, changing topics, getting into a little politics, and what are the issues with John Rogers from Signal Polling. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Right back.